Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, a.k.a. Badass Lily. <laughs> so, so I guess I'm Sis Bud, which I really am Sis Bud. Like, yes. everybody calls me Sis Bud. <laughs> oh, Lord. Except my voice is not as deep as Sis Bud. But I will put up my church finger and walk out like Sis Bud. <laughs> right. You better work inside our people with that bun. Okay. <laughs> Doyen, what have you been up to? What's been going on? So I don't know if you heard about the light sprinkle that happened in Dallas yesterday. <laughs> and I know people had like a lot of like very serious damage to their homes and their neighborhoods. And I'm not taking this away from them. But that bitch ass storm <laughs> broke my tomato plant <laughs> oh, oh. And this is so sad like i just i just got it and it had little cherry i'm not I saying just, goodbye <laughs> i just thought we'd give a little memorial for the plants so that's not memorial it's not dead okay sorry i take it back i take it back <laughs> please replace this with a moret brown clark it ain't over until god says it's over <laughs> anyways oh. uh <laughs> So today I was like taping it up and to add insult to injury, I was also getting bit up by mosquitoes while oh, I was goodness. trying to heal my plants. But um, thoughts and prayers are appreciated for my tomato plant. Like um, I wanted to ask you for your advice on something with one of my plants. And I was like, now it's just not the time. She's yeah. grieving. It's not the time. <laughs> I'm very sad about it. Um, oh, I get it. I get it. But you know which one's still hanging? My basil. <laughs> My basil is like what rain? What? <laughs> well, what are you drinking? Or anything else happened this week? Oh, yesterday I saw "Always Be My Maybe." It was really cute. It was like an Asian version of When Harry Met Sally. Okay. Netflix. Keanu Reeves is on there. <gasps> Keanu. It's a short, you know, like. You know, Keanu as Keanu, but he was fun anyways. <laughs> okay. Um, otherwise, yeah. So what I'm drinking, I've actually been very excited about this brand for a, a few weeks, months maybe. But basically it's um the McBride Sisters wine brand. So basically these two the sisters. The country fingers? No. Oh. Let me tell you about that. <laughs> These two sisters didn't know that they were sisters until the dad passed. Oh. Um, 
And that was like his dying wish was for them to meet. So they are both, um, their dad was black. So one was in New Zealand and one was in California, but they both had interest in wine. And Mm. so they have this amazing brand called the McBride Sisters. Um, They're available at a lot of Kroger's, but if you order direct through their site, they also have a Black Girl Magic like line of wines that I would love to try. But I just went to Kroger yesterday, so I'm drinking their red blend and it's tasty. Wow. We need to like try to partner up with them. (laughs) I'm their like biggest Instagram fan, at least through our Instagram account. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) I need to try them out. Okay. All right. Oh, but wait, didn't you have a busy day? Like, yesterday or day one day you were like busy like it was my laziest day ever and you were busy oh, it was saturday oh. yeah i had like a like a kind of orthodontist appointment and then i went to a party and then knowing the friend i shouldn't know with the friends i have that i went with they're like let's go to the bar and i was like but i wanted to go home <laughs> and um yeah so it was fun um yeah I skipped my birth control that day. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Big fun. Okay. That's, that's how it's when I was like, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> <all fine>. Okay. <laughs> well, my, so basically I've been trying to catch up on a lot of television because I have a lot of shows coming back and I didn't realize how far behind I was. So mm-hmm. like I, I had to finish up last season of Black Mirror. I have not started this new season. It's only three episodes. I haven't started, but I did finish up last season. I had to watch. Oh, I did watch all three of The Handmaid's Tale, which, you know, (sighs) the show is just, it, it gets so irritating. It gets so irritating. And it's basically because June is just peak white woman feminism, like at its peak. And you could just slap her. Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. but I did have, I forgot what, I. it was either the second or third episode where a couple of the guys really did put her in check. Like, you're a child, you, you're screwing up, you've been given opportunities and you're screwing up. So anyway, and then I had to catch up on, Lord, I was going to say brown sugar on Queen Sugar that comes back, I think, this week. I thought I was like, I thought I liked like the last two episodes of last season. No, I liked six. So, so I haven't caught all the way back up, but I'll be ready when it comes on. I'm I'm ready for Pose. There was something else I caught back, something else I watched this weekend. I don't remember, but I had to play catch up on everything. So, oh, and so Big Little was- Lies came back. And so that was amazing. Yeah. So I was thinking about catching up on that because Meryl Streep. <laughs> Let me tell you. Her character, I am. Uh, listen, go ahead and, and print her name on that Emmy. Do it right now. Do it right now. <laughs> episode one. Her character is like, she's got the, she's got the, the, the quiet snarkiness of Miranda Priestly. Mm. But she's got 
<laughs> she's just, but she's she's kind of frumpy. I'm listen. I, yeah. Go ahead and print her name on the Emmy. Give her <laughs> her things. <laughs> she's yeah. on them already. Already. I, yeah, I kind of heard about her role on NPR, and I was like, it's not like my favorite, like, because I love like Meryl Streep as like a superhero or like you know like that bitch, and I know she's not gonna well. Outwardly. She kind of is though, right, right, right. <laughs> She's gonna be quietly that bitch. Yeah, but um, yeah, I may have to like watch that show just because Meryl Streep. I mean, she was just—I love her. My f- Lord, my 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 brain is everywhere. I was about to say Drew Barrymore, and Drew Barrymore ain't nowhere near this show. Reese Witherspoon's character is actually my favorite on the show, but I don't know. Meryl gonna give her a run for her money. So anyway, tonight I'm drinking a sort of Tom Collins. <laughs> I didn't, I thought I had some club soda. I didn't have any, but I got a shit ton of 7-Up from when I was sick last week. So I just topped it off with a little 7-Up and yeah. So I'm drinking a sort of Tom Collins with my whiskey stones. So it's nice and cold. And I'm drinking Gatorade in between because I still have a shit ton of Gatorade in my refrigerator because as per last week's episode, this shit is nasty. So I've got to try to drink it in increments. <laughs> hmm. I think it's a nutritional waste anyways. But anyways, <laughs> we're going to move along to our current events. So to start off, I was very um, excited for Beyonce's husband. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I am actually like really warming up to Jay. I stand up for him like regularly, and it's kind of weird to me. But um, <laughs> so he invested in a black-owned vegan cookie company. So the company is called Partake, which is Partake Foods. But um, I don't know. It's just funny because I hear that in um in black culture sometimes like partake (laughs) and so it's just interesting that that's that's what they call it but basically the founder denise woodard um discovered the company because her daughter had a lot of food allergies and so she decided she's gonna make something good (laughs) despite (laughs) all her kids allergies that her kid would enjoy and so you know she built it up um, there's a lot of other companies that are seeking to invest in it, um, including the chief growth officers of Beyond Me. Um, but it's just really great to see one of us making such a great product and making yeah. like a splash in the food world. So the products are all dairy-free, non-GMO, nut-free, and soy-free. And usually all of that makes me sad. But <laughs> I'm willing to try hers. I mean, for the culture. <laughs> when I read, so I had not heard this until you sent the article. And when I read it, I said, mm. <laughs> "B must have told him I want, I want some cookies." <laughs> <laughs> and we all know she's on her vegan ride that I will not be joining. <laughs> but I would love. I really want to go to like a vegan bakery. Like, I would love to try a vegan bakery, but it'd have to be somewhere where I would trust that it'd be good. 
It's like, I live in small town USA. I don't want to go to a vegan bakery here. I'd like to go mm-hmm. somewhere like in a bigger city. I would love to try slutty vegan in Atlanta. I heard it's all the rage. I heard so too. And we have a good vegan restaurant here. V Eats. And the chef is black, so I trust him. Your favorite <laughs> um, Portia, your favorite housewife, Portia, she always talks about slutty vegan. I don't think you know what favorite means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I thought you knew words, but apparently you don't. <laughs> I don't know words. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. So another thing... Um, I was actually really excited about this, but there's a new bill in Oregon that is meant to crack down on racially motivated 911 calls. And so, um, as a short aside, (laughs) I was just, why are you so leaky today? (laughs) I don't know. And there's a mosquito in my house. One week and not drink it, and you're just a slappy mess. Oh. I know, right? <laughs> okay. But I was watching this episode of The Good Fight, and this chick was like out in the park with her kid, and like this other white woman was like telling her about like nanny tips, and she's like, "Oh, I just picked up this kid at Whole Foods," and so like. <laughs> The white chick like ran her down, called the police. She's like, You're not like, she's trying to put her baby in the car because she's biracial. And the kid, she had a kid with a white man. So that baby looks white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it don't look like any piece of black at all. But <laughs> she was like, You stole that kid. Don't, you know, I'm not letting you put that kid in your car. And it's like, Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah. So that was just, Reading this also like super cracked me up, but um, basically, <laughs> the Oregon law was um, basically when white people do call you for just being black, you know, staying in there, minding your business, you can sue them for up to $250. And you know, that's not like right painful, but hey, like they have disturbed your life. Yeah. <laughs> And you deserve. Like, I wish it was for more, but I'm not going to be nitpicky and I'm just going to take my wins where I can find them. Mm -hmm. And I hope other states adopt similar laws. Yeah. Because, I mean, historically, Oregon has been on some bullshit. (laughs) So I was happy to see them, you know, at least a black lawmakers join forces to do that. (laughs) Um, And the next one. Okay, so as of now, I think it's been five U.S. Oh. tourists that have died in the Dominican Republic since April. And then um, the baseball player, David Ortiz, got, like, shot. But he's okay. And it's funny because, like, I think one of the places they're mentioning... Oh, no. I read somewhere where somebody left a really bad review for... Mm. the hotel like the resort that i stayed in the dominican republic and i'm like it's just weird like i'm like my you know my experience there wasn't (laughs) the same as y'all's but um and so we have this article from time and they kind of explain like 
piece by piece every single article. And they're really just like, you know, it's not worse than you think it is. It's just the way the news is like putting it out there. It makes you think that it's like dangerous, you know? Okay. (laughs) And I thought that was interesting. And I feel like I went with a group of black girls and you know what Dominicans love? black girls <laughs> okay <laughs> so we had like we had um there was a guy that worked in like the food in the restaurant area that had a crush on one of my friends so we would show up and our table is already ready there was flowers on it like <laughs> i'm like none of the tables around they had flowers but ours was like set up so I'm just saying that, like, don't be, don't throw the whole country away because a lot of people do, you know, depend on the tourism. Yeah, it's a country where I think, you know, tourism is, I don't want to say their sole, you know, source of um, uh, taxes, uh, but yeah, their tax base, but probably yeah. a huge portion of it. Yeah, and like, it's very, I guess, for the people who are working in tourism, it's very black. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, I just say be smart. Um, research, like, the resorts. They say kind of stick to the more touristy places. Yeah. Rather than going off the beaten path. I'm always scared of, like, being robbed or kidnapped. So I'm not really one of those people that are like, oh, let's go off the beaten path and hang with the locals. I'm like, no, no. See, I like to go see the local stuff. Like, <laughs> I like to go. <laughs> but I'm also afraid. So it's not something I would do on my own. But in a group, yeah. we've definitely done that before off traveling. We've gone off and, you know... Uh, of course, I'm older and a lot scarier now, so <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not going to happen now, but yeah. I just thought, I I mean, of course, we, you know, offer our sympathies to these families, but mm-hmm. my mind instantly went to the, the Dominic, the DR, like, <laughs> because this is going to hurt their tourism. And Mm -hmm. for a lot of these families, like these places are so poor. Like what you see when you go to the resorts is not what it looks like Mm -hmm. where they live. And so they depend, they depend on tourism and they depend on those tips. They depend on all of it. So. Mm Yeah. Yeah. But like always just, just be smart about it. That's all I say. Yeah, but don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Aw. <laughs> Speaking of babies. <laughs> Literally, this article, what it said, it be your own kids. <laughs> Elementary school student brought meth to school to report his parents. Be snitching ass kids. <laughs> I just want to say that I saw the title of the article before I realized who it was from and I should have known it was Bobby. It'd be no own kids. <laughs> so basically, uh, a kid, I guess, found some meth and brought it to class to turn it into his principal. People be having meth. Right. And, like, local authorities like, oh, what a brave young kid. Um... Honestly, I don't know anything about the family situation. I didn't see any pictures, so I don't really I'm re- 
holding my judgment. But, <laughs> but we know who you who like you know you know like miss. <laughs> but uh, uh, it was cool that I guess the kid snitched on his parents. <laughs> I just wonder, like, okay, so this is what I want to know. Of course, this is in the news, and so it could get back to the parents, sure. But I want to know when the police went to the house, did they say, your child told us this? I just want to <laughs> know that they give it up on the kid like that. <laughs> I, because I feel like I, like if it, if it were I, I would not have said anything to the parents. I wouldn't even have released this to the news because my thinking is, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not saying this child did wrong, yeah. but don't be telling them white folks what we do up in our house, even if we is the white folks, okay? Like, don't, <laughs> don't, be, don't be taking my business up to that schoolhouse. And I mean, it might be some repercussions behind that. Like, I'm just saying, for the protection of the kids, I definitely yeah. would not have said, oh, yeah, your, your son came to school. We got you now. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> And I don't know, at this moment, I'm not really a huge fan of Child Protective Services. I feel like as a whole, they have failed so many kids. And so it's I'm such like, a dangerous thing. Like, it is such a dangerous thing. Turning, turning, you know, a lot of people who, and I'm being really careful with my words because I do not judge any parent. Listen, mm-hmm. I am just an aunt. I have been a part-time mom <laughs> to <laughs> one of my nieces and that shit was hard as fuck. Okay. So I don't judge, but all I'm saying is there have been parents that should have had someone called on them. But one of the main reasons you don't call is because with CPS, you have no idea what's going to happen to that kid. Like they don't mm-hmm. try to, they don't try to find a reliable family member. They don't try to find someone who's already in this kid's life. It's just toss them in the system. And also in their defense, because I have some know some people who work on that side, they are definitely overworked and underpaid. Definitely. I'm talking in 2019, they are graduating school and graduating with a bachelor's and still making $25,000, $27,000 off the bat and there's no and it's a job that you are literally on call 24 7 so there's not even a real way for you to even make extra money and then there's not mm-hmm. really a real way for you to move up because okay start me at twenty five thousand. if there's a way for me to work my ass off and move up so it's like so it's so messed up on all ends but mm-hmm. I went off on that little tangent, but I'm going to get back to the story because the story is funny. (laughs) And I'm just saying, (laughs) did they protect these kids from their parents as far as knowing who told me who dropped the dime? (laughs) That's what I want to (laughs) know. That baby said he knew. (laughs) Let me quit lying. so scared of math because all I think about is the place exploding and that baby did not want the house to explode. <laughs> Only if you cook it yourself. <laughs> you know they was cooking it they self. You know they was cooking it they self. 
I don't know. It's hard to get sued fit nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. You know, oh, these mess heads messed up my suit of fit game. I, know, I, right? I can't even breathe because y'all love mess. Have you ever seen that movie? See, speaking of Drew Barrymore, have you ever seen that movie Riding in Cars with Boys? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Drew Barrymore plays a teen who has a kid as a teen. But anyway, in order to like make some money, they, I think, I don't think it's mess they were cooking. I don't remember, but they were cooking some kind of drugs in the house. And <laughs> the little boy was like, he was so responsible. And Drew Barrymore's dad was like the sheriff. <laughs> and the sheriff, he comes by to like see the little boy. He's like, Mom's in the house cooking drugs, and the sheriff is trying not to hear this because, like, he doesn't want to have to arrest his own daughter. And he's trying to, like, drive away, and the little boy's shouting, Mom in the house cooking drugs. <laughs> because he wanted her, he was afraid that it was going to blow up, and he wanted her to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I snitching-ass kids! Like, the man tried to drive off and not have to hear it, and the little boy standing back there shouting, sitting on his bike, Mama in the house cooking drugs! So, this reminds me of two things. Lately, (laughs) people have been, like, trying to paint Jay-Z as, like, (laughs) the pull-yourself-up-by-the-bootstraps. And every single time, Zoo is like, no, he was selling crack. cracks what? me up every single time. <laughs> They're like, oh, Jay was just, you know, he grew up poor and then he became a rapper. And we're like, no, no, no. Don't forget the part <laughs> where he was selling crack. <laughs> listen. Listen. He hit a reset, okay? Just like people just like people say they hold been de- they holding this been deleted. His, his crack selling been deleted. It's still there. Because <laughs> you cannot make him the blueprint for my life. Because I can't go back and sell crack. I have a job. <laughs> All the things I would try to do for money if I didn't have this job. <laughs> I gotta be respectable. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> There's a guy in England where they're like, um, He's trying to replace Theresa May. And they're like, we don't know because you lied about doing drugs 20 years ago. I'm like, let me let me call Robin because this is what I was talking about. <laughs> listen, <years> ago. <laughs> listen, I'm not running for I'm not running for a mailman without calling Robin. Like, listen, we gotta clean up this Twitter. I mean, I've been on Twitter since about 2008, 2009. I do remember talking about some things vibrating once before. That might not be a good look. I may have put some pictures up. Mm. You know, TwitPic is gone now, but I do remember some pictures of a lot of alcohol, a lot of other stuff going on. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. We in trouble. We in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> or you just have to be honest about it. Or you can he pull. Was, uh, he was like, "Well, yeah, I dabbled in a little cocaine twenty years ago," and they're like, "Oh no, you can't do that." I'm like, twenty years ago, how are you supposed to go back in his past <laughs> and change that?" Listen, 
was that you? Was that you I was talking to? I was like, who hadn't done cocaine? No, that wasn't you. That wasn't you. <laughs> that wasn't you. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I have not done cocaine. <laughs> I haven't done cocaine. But... I didn't think our demographic did cocaine. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like, I think it was Sharonda. I don't remember who I talked to, but they were like, I was like, who hadn't done cocaine? <laughs> It's just cocaine. Listen, as as country black Christians, because that's what we are. That's how we were raised. We think of cocaine equals crack, and it does not. And I'm just saying, a lot of people do cocaine and live fully functional lives. I am not one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I have a lot you- of allergies. I don't think I could snort anything. <laughs> I was about to say, I think once you see all this ass, you'll realize I'm not doing anybody's cocaine. <laughs> But I'm just saying. Okay, last thing about drugs. We're gonna go. <laughs> I texted my friend this morning. I was like, I gotta lose weight in 12 days. I'm not fully ruling out meth right now. <laughs> Listen, have you seen that meme? And this is so true. It's so my life. That meme that was like when you're a little kid and you're like at the dare program in school and you're like, oh my God, I'll never smoke cigarettes, alcohol. That's absurd. And today it's like I'm pretty sure I won't do math. <laughs> like, and that's literally where I am. It's like, I draw the line at heroin. I'm not sticking anything in my arm. I draw the line. <laughs> kind of really milky. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. I draw the line at heroin. <laughs> Everything else, I'll think about it. <laughs> it's Life like a big boy, but with drugs. <laughs> you draw the line. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm done. We're not talking about drugs. So. We do not advocate the use of drugs or alcohol or any other illegal substances on poor life decisions. Uh, alcohol is legal and we do advocate the use of it. I said other illegal. Okay. Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. <laughs> okay. So next. Um, so I thought this, this was really dope. So this valedictorian was, um, she's an Iranian student. And um, she started naming the young black men that were killed by law enforcement. <laughs> Apparently, they're about her age, so or a little bit older than her. But she, you know, chose to speak about them. Um, she was talking about Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, Michael Brown, and these bitches cut her microphone off. I mean, clear as day, clear as day. <laughs> like <clears throat> she said that. I guess they tried to pretend like it was a malfunction. Mm. But why does it malfunction when I'm talking and then you get up and talk and it starts working? That's all I'm right. saying. Yeah. But I, I'm just glad that, like, like I said, the kids are all right. Because I know that even though, like, just like us, like the pressures of the world try to silence us, yeah. they still are thinking through things and trying to use their platforms to you know and she she got on Instagram and read the rest of her speech and a lot of celebrities retwe- uh, retweeted it reposted it cuz mm-hmm. I saw it several times and I did listen to it but I don't even remember who posted it but several celebrities mm-hmm. reposted it I want to say um uh Oh, Lord. 
just forget it. I'm so mad that I can't think of her name. <laughs> Never mind. Just forget it. I'd be so embarrassed. Um, <laughs> but I'm trying to think because I mean I saw it several times. I want to say that uh oh ooh, ooh, Tracy Ellis Ross. I want to say she did. I want to say Jennifer Lewis did. S- several celebrities <laughs> retweeted it. I mean reposted it. Shit, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just. It made me happy that she was willing to do that. I mean, I am always a big fan of just allies, like. Even though it's not happening to you, I still love when people use their platforms to speak about people who are affected by the evils of this world. Yeah. And fuck Mm -hmm. that principal who is also a person of color and once again goes to show that you can't say that all of us under that people of color realm are in this together because we ain't. She is a person of color color (laughs) (laughs) I just see now my facts (laughs) I mean (laughs) I mean I'm just saying we not all in this together we just not really I don't trust anybody but black women (laughs) I mean pretty much and some of y'all I gotta ask about, but it's okay. It's fine. Who y'all husband? Anyway. <laughs> uh, so there is a report. It's funny because I got a push notification for this. It, it just did not phase me at all. But there is a report. There's like, uh, the world might be coming to an end in 2050. <laughs> And I don't. I feel like it's partially because, like, when I was growing up, the Left Behind series was a thing. So I've. Always oh my god! Oh my terrible. god! Like, I would wake up from a nap, and my whole family would be in the house, and I'm like, "Shit, did I miss the rapture?" Let me tell you something. So I was at state. Yeah, my sophomore year, I was living in College Park, and. I had three roommates that I didn't know. So they had all been living together and I was the new girl. So mm-hmm. like our first night all together, we decided to like go and rent some movies. And this is our roommate activity. Yeah, I chose to rent that movie. Well, one of, somebody did. I had never heard of the series. Oh. And so it was like, ooh, let's watch this. And we got like Final Destination and some other stuff too. Watched all that. Got to, let me listen. <laughs> I will never forget that feeling because I went to bed and I had a dream that I got left behind. <laughs> I woke up screaming and crying and I went and got in the bed with my roommate who I had just met. Like I didn't really know her like that. But I went and knocked on her door and I was like, uh, Adrian, uh, can I call can I sleep in here with you? And like and she she later on told me that she was like getting ready to cuss me out but when she opened the door and saw my face she was like Mm-mm, I can't let this girl and they were all seniors so they were like yeah. older and she was like mm, I can't let this girl sleep out so I was screaming and crying like I thought I got left behind and I don't even like to talk about it next subject because like <laughs> no I like read the se- series like, oh, it was, no, like, the oh no oh no but I'm like if um because I'm evil, so <laughs> I'm like, it, it wasn't me that was scared of this. 
I would do a joke where I just lay my clothes where I was sitting, See? like while they're in the bathroom. <laughs> See, no, no. Somebody else is scared. No, I don't like ugly. No, no. <laughs> No, but luckily, you know, it's just me that's scared of it. No, <laughs> if I if I read that book, do you remember on Friends oh. how Joey? <laughs> did you watch Friends? Sort of, kind of, some episodes, not like the whole thing. Oh, uh, I can't back. believe you didn't watch Friends. But you know, Joey, if he was reading a scary book, he would put it in the <laughs> freezer. <laughs> that's how I would have to do. <laughs> that's how I would have to do those books and put it in the freezer. <laughs> But yeah, so long story short, I have always figured that the world was going to end in my lifetime. <laughs> so it was like 2050. I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's 30 years from now. <laughs> and the funny part is most of the time when we talk about things that are going to happen, I mean, I am all for conservation and, you know, recycling and try to do the best I can. I know my footprint, I know my carbon footprint is horrid, but trying to do the best I can to be more green because I do want to preserve the world for future generations, but I'm just going to keep it a book. Most of the time when they start talking about when all this stuff is going to happen, I'm like, oh, I ain't going to be getting in. But then when I saw this, I was like, wait, I I pulled out my fingers. I was like, wait, I plan on still being here by 2050. Like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like, especially, you know, like, reading the bible i'm like oh yeah times are getting worse everybody's dying but of course everybody has been dying we just know about it now (laughs) (laughs) i know i do that too and i'm like oh yeah it's wars and rumors of wars it sure is (laughs) i I do the same thing (laughs) i listened to our radio like story once and they're like what if ai is the antichrist and i'm like you know what oh (laughs) Okay, we're using AI. (laughs) Why did you have to put that out there? (laughs) But I was just, it just cracked me up when I got this notification because I did not feel a single way about it. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) See, I didn't feel a single way, but well, at first I did. And then, like, once I started reading the article, I was kind of like, you know, this is. Lord, please don't let me sound like a dumbass Republican. But I just thought this is just a scare tactic to make me like use recyclable straws or something. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh, they just trying to scare me. <laughs> Paper straws are important. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the next one, you know. The whole college admissions practices thing. It was funny when white people were doing it. <laughs> but now we be your own people. <laughs> so there's a private school in Louisiana, and apparently it was celebrated for helping underprivileged and minority students attend elite colleges. But now they started looking, the FBI, they started looking into like, things they've done so apparently they've done transcript fraud and um physical and emotional abuse at the school in fact i think they're also opening up a criminal investigation on physical abuse and this school uh tm landry they've been in the news for a while i haven't watched the little show um that i think the show follows 
six of the students. Mm -hmm. And I have read other articles about the students. Like some of them, like, like essentially they don't even have a high school diploma and they don't know, they didn't, they don't know that a lot of the kids didn't know that all this falsifying was going on. So some of them have like had to all, I mean, they're already enrolled in colleges, already taking college courses and come to find out you don't have a high school diploma because your school is doing shady shit. So it's not accredited anymore. So a lot of them have like gone and gotten their GED trying to do anything to make it right. Some of the kids went on to school and couldn't handle it because hell they hadn't been doing that level work. Whereas, you know, the transcripts made it seem like they had, Mm -hmm. I've been really interested in this story and I'm going to watch the little series and get back with y'all and let you know what's up. Yeah. (sighs) It's just, yeah. (laughs) Ridiculous. It does. It does. And then like one of the, I don't think it was in this article. I think it was in an article I read about one of the students, but Mm -hmm. the boy comes from like a nice two parent home, you know, not middle class, but not poor, you know, yeah. <laughs> and he had no idea that the principal, uh, I forget his name, but that he was falsifying documents and making it seem like this boy was like in gang activity, living in the third ward, being raised by a <laughs> great auntie. And like <laughs> it was just all this other kind of stuff. And it's like, really, really? <laughs> no, uh, I do be trying to rap the South Side in my boyfriend's ass. <laughs> I can't rap the South Side just because I'm from South Montgomery. <laughs> I mean, or I live off of South Montgomery. I but, mean, you know, I'm just trying to get some street cred when I can. Listen, when people started <laughs> when when people started questioning, uh. Beyonce repping third ward and mm-hmm. Bun B stepped up and say she can and if she say that's what she from that's what she from I feel like I can rip what <laughs> I can rip whatever set I the want South to side. <laughs> right right cause Bun B said we can <laughs> uh, yeah so it'll be an interesting story to see how school pans out i feel like of course punishments will be leaps and bounds more than the white of course but of course so um really i just don't know why you be doing the things you do sometimes (laughs) i knew you were gonna get me for it i'm motherfucking tired she done grown up since then she's grown up since then I'm just saying. Like when I saw her picture, I was like, oh, she's grown up and she's a cutie patootie. <laughs> hey, so apparently, <laughs> I guess his baby mama? Young thugs, yep. Uh, let her daughter drive on the edge of the seat while turning the steering wheel. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, Blavity Twitter, and you know, is that how you say that? Blavity, I've never known how to say that. I call it and gravity, blavity, really. (laughs) But of course, you know, people have think pieces and they're mad because it's dangerous, but also they probably didn't grow out in the south, exactly. (laughs) 
Because that's when I <laughs> when I saw it. So when I first heard about it, I was like, okay. But when I saw the little clip, <laughs> so the road is the road is is it's clearly not a busy time of the day. It's a road mm. where I assume they're familiar, and I'm not in any shape, form, or fashion saying that this is okay because I wouldn't let my children do it, but mm-hmm. I definitely was driving at seven, but I was sitting in somebody's lap as well. And that was what I couldn't understand about the clip. I was like, how is she reaching? Cause she's on right? the edge. Yeah. Like, I was like, how is she reaching the battle? I barely reached the gas. I'm an adult. She was clinging on to that steering wheel for dear life. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess I just feel like this could have been avoided entirely if they didn't post it on social media. Right. (laughs) And it's like she hasn't gotten her feel of that because everybody remembers everybody remembers the clip with the when she, the little girl was much younger and she was like i'm motherfucking tired <laughs> and young thug was not happy about that not happy about her posting that and clearly he didn't know about this when everybody saw the clip of course they started attacking him and he was like this is what's so funny so in his response he was like i'm on the road right now and clearly that is taking place in Georgia. And it's like, <laughs> when I saw that clip, I really did think this must be in Georgia, in Atlanta. <laughs> but, <laughs> without even knowing, like, you know, where they yeah. are or anything. And, and he said, but it will be handled expeditiously. <laughs> I'm just like, your thug does enough to get enough backlash. <laughs> On his own. And so, like, you can't attack him for shit. He's not even around. Like, what the fuck are you expected to do? (laughs) Please leave Jeffrey Lamar Williams alone in this in this instance. (laughs) But I maybe not the next, but not this one. (laughs) I agree with you. It's clearly people who aren't from the South, or you know. But she shouldn't have. I mean, if you're gonna let your kid drop, first of all, know how that girl's reaching the pedal. Take your child to the old town road. <laughs> okay. And I was also about to say, because yes, I I was driving at that time, but I was sitting in the lap of either my mom, my dad, or my granddad. Those were mm-hmm. the three people who let me do it. And I also lived in the country. And we mm-hmm. were in the country on a country road. So <laughs> but girl, we ain't saying it's right, but if you're gonna do wrong, do wrong right. <laughs> That's all we said. <laughs> we said it's right, but if you're gonna do wrong, do wrong right. right? And this girl put down that damn phone so you can pay attention to what that girl doing. Right. That girl was clinging to that stairway. <laughs> I I just really want to know how the gas pedal was being held. There in. is no That's way all. she was reaching that gas pedal or the brake, which is a bigger concern. <laughs> like there's no way but i will say she was doing a decent job so this wasn't her first time probably (laughs) maybe she should have just like recorded it and sent it to her friends maybe there's a close friends option on instagram that she could have used like on stories it is yeah or like just send it to your like family i just 
Go post it on fucking Instagram. Look at look at Doyen making this podcast all cohesive and shit. The power of the group chat. Learn when to send shit to your group chat and not to the goddamn World Wide Web. Some yep. shit is made for the group chat. And we will tell you about that in a second. So we're going to move along to our someone something. So um, Sony Studios um, is actually honoring John Singleton by renaming one of their biggest theaters after him. And I just thought that was super great and super sweet. Um, His iconic, his first feature film, Boys in the Hood, was with Sony and Columbia Pictures. And I just love that they're, you know, honoring him in this way. There's a lot of drama around his passing now so yeah. I was just happy to see you know a great thing happening yeah this made me happy too also he made him a, made them a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I've mentioned this on the show before but you know so my granny is new to BET <laughs> <laughs> she's the baby boy (laughs) girl let me tell you i just happened to be at the house the first time she was watching boys in the hood oh she first of all she is in love with bet okay i i i don't know why but she's in love with bet and then she makes me watch all these films and then Mm -hmm. i'm like granny i saw this in 1995 with everybody else (laughs) leave me in and she is like is she i remember when she saw boys in the hood and she was talking to the tv and she was like "Uh -uh, uh-uh uh-uh that boy trying to make something of himself right same (laughs) she was like y'all leave him alone with them drugs ain't no drugs now i mean it's gang activity but you know whatever but she was like y'all leave him alone with them drugs he trying to make something Oh my god. She just lo- she lights up and she loves it. She loves it. I can't tell you how many times she's seen Baby Boy, but I can <laughs> tell you that she's seen it multiple times. And Baby Boy's my shit. <laughs> and she saw she saw they had some kind of tribute show or something on and she saw Tyrese on there and of course she didn't know that he was a singer and she was like, "Oh, Johnny can sing. <laughs> Let me tell you about the first time I saw Baby Boy. I think I was probably in early college. I was just hanging out at my sister's house. I think it came out on like BET or TBS or something. And uh, no, actually we had a DVD. But um, I saw it and he got shot and I was so upset and then he like came back alive and I was like yay so I watched it again like <laughs> I was like let me rewind this shit gotta watch it again I'm like what what but I watched baby boy way more times than I choose to admit <laughs> my my other grandmother my big mama who has gone on to glory it was her birthday this week um or this past week, and Big Mama used to watch Baby Boy, so like it was one of those movies that she loved to hate. She hated Snoop in real life because of Baby Boy. I did for a minute. I I just started liking him back when um, 
A, he had a daughter and became a feminist, and then him doing his show with Martha. Oh, yeah, that, that show is mom. <laughs> John Singleton really plays such a huge part of allowing us to see ourselves on film and on TV, even if that depiction wasn't, because I mean, I didn't grow up in a gang riddled neighborhood or any situation like that but there were still so many elements of the black experience that I could relate to and he played such a huge part in putting that on the screens for everybody to see and I'm just so glad that you know I wish he had gotten more of his just due before his untimely passing but I'm Mm. glad that he's getting this honor because he deserves it he deserves it. You didn't you didn't see movies like that at the time. You know? Yeah. Also one last thing on Baby Boy. I wish we <laughs> could have seen it with um Tupac as Jody instead of Tyrese. I feel like it would have been Really so different. No. Yeah. No. He was, he was supposed to be Jody and no, then he passed. I don't wanna see I don't wanna see Tupac as Jody though. But because, Jody, I mean, Tyrese is just. To me, Jody <laughs> is like the epitome of fuckboy. Like he goes, yeah. like like he he paints himself as a good boy. I mean, he's decent, but really, he's not. Really, you're not taking care of your kid. It all falls on vet. You're not doing shit. Like I, he just, and I don't want to see Pac in that and, light. Oh, I feel like Pac would have been a more respectable fuckboy. <laughs> you're right you're Jody right Jody just really seemed like a disappointment <laughs> you know disappointment to everyone <laughs> like <laughs> he was disappointed getting his mama away she tried to get her groove back and there was right. no way that and then he tried to roll up on that strong ass man <laughs> that was not a well I can't think of his name right now He's gonna bury you in that damn garden. Ooh, I bet she could give us some gardening tips. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring it back up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My tomato plant. (laughs) I didn't (laughs) Why are you like this? (laughs) It's not this. It ain't over. <laughs> anyway, um, so congratulations. We're happy to see that Sony is giving John Singleton the honor he's due. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to move along to our poor life decision. And technically, this poor life decision is not really that poor. We just kind of want to, like, celebrate, but also kind of discuss how to make your best squad ever (laughs) so the first article we had was basically like the article started off was like they originally it's really weird so they originally called it group chats or informal therapy for black women and then i think they changed it up to you're never alone when the group chat has turned the fuck up They're talking about the sacred, funny spaces, a group chat that helps Black women stay connected during these troubling times. And so, honestly, like, 
travel comes so many different ways, <laughs> so many different times. <laughs> so even like last week, um, you know, what was that show that Ava DuVernay just did? Oh, yeah. When They See Us. When They See Us. With about Central Park Five. Um, and, you know, I've gotten to a place where it's really hard for me to watch historical pieces about Black people. And I know, like, I tell myself, like, hey, at least you didn't have to live it. But yeah. out of self-care, I can't watch every single thing there is out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, it, what adds insult to injury is literally y'all president was buying full page ads for the Central Park Five to be executed. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. people are just like, oh yeah, he seems like a good president guy. He's not racist. Like, (laughs) how many ways do we have to show you he's racist for y'all to believe he's racist? He even tweeted some (laughs) bullshit like in 2019 about yeah. these men who have been exonerated yeah. and it's like my guy Ugh. so in a way like I feel like even talking to my friends in this place like even in my group I have a lot of group texts but um yeah <laughs> just be able to speak to like um my line sisters about this and be like mm, I don't think I can watch that yeah. <laughs> but um uh, at least one of my lines has just watched it and I was like um, here's an article I found about coping with it and you know like that's how we are you know like we share memes we share some petty ass shit because that's what we do <laughs> Ooh, I do want to say this um, real quickly before we leave the conversation of that show because it's mm-hmm. a show I guess since it's in five parts mm-hmm. I have not yet watched it because I can't yet either. But it is, we need those numbers. Ava needs those numbers. Let it play on something that you're not watching, that you're not dealing with. Like what I did was I started it on my iPad at work and then set it across the office so I didn't look at it. But I want to give Ava her numbers. I want to give us our numbers. So if we can do that in some sort of way, please let's, let's figure out, you know, play it on your phone while you're at work, while you can't look at it or, you know, something like that. Open it up on a tab on your computer at work, play it, turn the volume all the way down and open up another tab that covers that one up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to toss that in there. Yeah. I understand. Like I definitely do want her to get her. her Yeah. I just can't. <laughs> I, I, I I am with you, and I don't even know. I don't. I don't. I don't know when I will be able to. To be honest. Right. Um. But yeah. So the first article we're reading, she was talking about. Uh, she was up. Um, at three a.m. and she had tried, you know, going to sleep, doing some affirmations, and she couldn't sleep. So she like just text, <laughs> did the group chat. <laughs> and uh you know like her friends are up you know like and uh, it's funny because like we've done it before we're like we were all up at the same time but i my ass was on twitter <laughs> you know we're just like on whatsapp but it did make you know we didn't connect but it's like you know i'll just sometimes. text like i'll just put the googly eyes in like several of my group texts and just see who picks up the bait <laughs> oh yeah she's good for like she'd be like I'm still up, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to sleep like four hours ago. 
Listen, this article, when I read this article, I was like, is she in our group chat? <laughs> it is so weird to me how black people have the same exact experience everywhere. Over and over again. <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, she was just talking about it, and like I said, we'll share and you'll probably agree. But, um, going from everything from memes to complaining about men mm-hmm. to complaining about Trump in particular. <laughs> But it's just like, you know, sometimes the empathy, like, uh, just, you know, going to some, somewhere where you feel understood and you feel like somebody has been there, especially because yeah. there's so many places in our everyday life where we don't feel understood and nobody acts like they've been where we've been. Like, I have one group chat with my cousins and my cousins and I have a couple of different group chats. Everybody ain't in all of them. Oh, what if I? <laughs> what if they got one that I'm not? <laughs> I just, thought, I just thought about. Okay, I'm sorry. Everybody's in all of them. In case anybody listening, <laughs> everybody, everybody ain't in Thank all you. of them. Everybody ain't in all of them. Yeah. I mean, if they got one without me, I'm gonna be pissed. But anyway, we have one where all we legit do is post memes. That's it. That's it. We just laugh back and forth at each other's memes. That's it. <laughs> and it like brightens my day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's always great. Um, the one thing I wanted to quote from this was because feeling alone, unseen, unheld, untouched, and devalued is across many black 20 30 somethings mm-hmm. carrying silence. And with few safe spaces to become be completely unarmed in this world our digital chats provide that solace so yeah it's great i highlighted that as well <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy about all my group chats yeah can y'all think about when we first got cell phones and we had like limited text numbers <laughs> listen i had a cell phone before there was texting okay Oh. When I <laughs> so you can <laughs> when I when I got my first cell phone, I was a sophomore or junior in high school. One of them, I can't. Yeah. I was a sophomore in high. I was a sophomore in high school because my best friend was a junior, and we got our cell phones at the same time. And I had this wood grade <laughs> Nokia. <laughs> I used to. <laughs> I used to sit in class and like hold my cell phone like down in my boot bag and play Snake. Y'all don't know nothing about Snake. <laughs> I do know about Snake. Don't do me. Girl, there wasn't no texting and don't you dare call me before seven o'clock. I paid mm-hmm. extra so my free night started at seven instead of at nine. Okay. Nine. Okay. <laughs> my free night started at seven. Don't you dare yeah. call me before seven. And at seven, we could chat it up. <laughs> and it would be like, literally, they're like a thousand text messages, and they're like, How'd you go over? I'm like, I don't know, because I wasn't counting my conversation. <laughs> <sighs> oh, but God. And here we are with data plans. <laughs> okay. Back then, like when my mom and I were on the same plan. <laughs> and I like she yelled at me every month because but and she was using up all the talk minutes because this is when you had talk <laughs> she would use up all the talk minutes and I would use up all the data points 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but here we are with our own phone bills and you know, thank God for twenty nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the next article we had um, was just, it's called, it's from one of our favorite places, yes. but uh, Therapy for Black Girls. So the article is called, Where My Girls At? The Importance of a Strong Support System. And you know, I had to sing that song in my head and I just chose I'm to I'm mad that I didn't have it already <laughs> pulled up. Yeah, it singing my goodbye song to my tomato <laughs> plant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> See, he's my pride. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Mila. Come on, Mila. <laughs> I don't remember what I ate for lunch yesterday, but I know those words. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so basically, uh, research suggests that a strong support system is key in maintaining our mental health. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I second that. Um, in fact, last week, um, I was supposed to have this call with this counselor, and I didn't have the call-in information whatsoever. And I had like a full meltdown in my group chat, and then I just kept talking to them. And then I was like, after the call, I was like, "Oh, I made the call. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay." And I'm like, they're probably like, "This girl's full of shit." But anyway, <laughs> no, I was mad because I didn't like. I think I said something to the effect of no you are gonna do this and then I started doing something else at work so I didn't I didn't get to see anything so I came back to everything at once and it was like well damn I didn't get to fuss (laughs) I didn't get to be stern (laughs) but uh yeah it is they're very key in my mental health but um so overall I mean it's especially as we grow and our friends grow and we kind of get into different lifetimes and parts and situations. Um, I think it's important to ensure that we have that support system that we need. So a lot of times, you know, you're chilling, you're single, but your friend has a kid or is married and they don't have the same time (laughs) to... (laughs) What are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. So, y'all know that I now court sitting in the closet. It's hot as fuck in here. And my headphones are over ears, so they cover my old ears. And my ears are hot. So I'm just... <laughs> so she's like spanners. I'm just giving my ears some air because they're hot. <laughs> Anyways, so um, <laughs> even if you're in a time of transition or you're just in a time where you're reevaluating um, your support system, um, here are some tips to help you create and better use your support system. So the first one was include people who are not judgmental. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, this is not me. That your support system will always agree with what you say or the choices that you make, but it does mean that they will be respectful and hold you up when you feel most vulnerable. I f- 
feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm probably really non-judgmental. Or at least I try not to be. What do you think? Do you think I'm judgmental? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Like I picked me out in the <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is the place where I fall because I'm just kind of like, listen, I understand. <laughs> Even if I think what somebody's doing is like pretty fucked up, <laughs> I'm normally just like, listen, you know what's best for you. You have to do what feels right for you. <laughs> I try not to be judgmental. <laughs> I'm non judgmental where it matters. <laughs> I- in your everyday to do's, I'm gonna judge the fuck out of you. <laughs> you know, it, it comes from a place of love. I don't feel, I don't feel you're judgmental. I don't okay. feel you're judgmental with us. I feel the only time you may be a little judgmental is like with celebrities, but not with people you know in real life. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't feel yeah. like you're judgmental. <laughs> to be fair, I just, I know how people are and I didn't expect them to act. In the reality of how they are. <laughs> I mean, you do judge the fuck out of me sometimes, but it doesn't feel judgmental. It just yeah. feels like you calling me on my shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Include truth tellers, which is the second part. We all know, need those people in our circles that call us on our stuff. Trans are your biggest cheerleader when you succeed, but will also gently challenge you when you go astray. <sighs> So, in another group chat, we kind of like, one time we kind of like labeled each other. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't, so me personally, I don't think I don't tell people the truth. But I do think that I am going to try my best to give it to you in a way that you can receive it. Mm-hmm. and I'm going to weigh the options of is this an appropriate time because do you need to hear it right now maybe not so it's like mm-hmm. I don't I don't think like I I don't tell people like <laughs> but sometimes when you're in the middle of something you can't you can't receive it then you can't receive right. someone telling you that no that's fucked up so <laughs> I just think that it's important to like, is it necessary? Does it need to be said now? Does it need to be said by me? Yeah, I think I I prefer like timely truth tellers. Thank you. <laughs> like while I'm crying is not the time to tell you, tell me about my bad habits. It's not the time. <laughs> But there's other times you can kindly tell me about my bad habits. And don't do that whole, like, tough love shit, because it hurts my feelings. (laughs) I mean, and I definitely have plenty of friends and relatives in other group chats that Mm -hmm. are very blunt. But while I... While a lot of times what actually would irk me more with them is their timing, not so much of what mm-hmm. they're saying, because these are people that I know love me and genuinely want what's best for me. So I don't necessarily get up in arms about what they say, but sometimes I'm like, really, bitch, you had to say it right now. <laughs> so it's yeah. like timing. Right. Timing is important. Yeah. Um, The next one 
was be clear with your expectations. And um, this is a thing that I have become very aware of as I've gotten older. So it says the health of our relationships relies largely on how well we communicate what we need from our friends. We cannot be angry at our friends for not showing us support if we have not been clear about how we need them to support us. And so a lot of times, um, again, textbook cancer. So the thing is loyalty. Uh And so there's a lot of people I've been mad at because they didn't show show loyalty in the same way that I showed them loyalty. Uh (laughs) And at the same time, I'm like, that's them. They just... They, I don't even know if they have the capacity for that kind of loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, again, like I said to Becca last week, I've learned that, like, if I'm not willing to broach the subject of my feelings being hurt with you, we're clearly not even that good of friends. <laughs> and so I gotta just let it go. <laughs> yeah. See, and I don't know. Like, I. I am not always quick to say when my feelings are hurt, but that's mm-hmm. not a reflection of my friendship with that person per se. Uh, sometimes it's just me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <And> so, <laughs> because, you know, I am a very emotional Aquarius, but I'm an Aquarius nonetheless. And so sometimes when my feelings get hurt, I do blame myself. Like, why the fuck you let your feelings get hurt? (laughs) Like, what is wrong with you? But also, like, like what you said about people. It's like, so T.D. Jakes, who (laughs) I listen, listen. I am not going to the Potter's house. I am not giving them any money. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I like him as a person. I think I like him when he's on Oprah's network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was, <laughs> so he was on own and I forgot what the little series was she was doing, but he was talking about, loving people where they are and accepting them where they are. And it's like you said, he said, sometimes the problem is we are gallon people. And when we give with our all, we're giving gallons. Whereas Mm. this person that's close to us, that person is a pint. They're giving us their all, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to feel like enough to us because it's just a pint. But that's all that person has the capacity to give and do. So I try to keep that in perspective because a lot of times I do feel like I have friends that aren't as supportive of me as I am of them. Or I feel like I have friends that aren't the same type of friend to me that I am to them. Mm-hmm. I've I've been feeling that a lot lately. Um, and it makes me sad because... I do feel like I don't have people that that I can that I can consider a f- close friend that are close in proximity to me. And yeah. that makes me sad. And it's like people that I try to be, you know, I I want that, but at the same time <laughs> my Aquarius kicks in and I'm like <laughs> No new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no, no new. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> yeah. I think, likewise, I think I've just always had this like 
school group project mentality where like I feel like if I don't overdo it then people don't think I'm doing enough so <laughs> I'm always like please just tell me how to be your friend <laughs> I will do it and that's another so thing hard. too that's another thing too I get disappointed but I won't say anything because I know I haven't said this yeah. is how I need you to be my friend so yeah and aside from being cancer I'm also an ENFP and so, like, I remember reading um, a while back where they were like, you expect people to read your mind, and most of these people in this world do not know how to read minds. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, you have to speak up and say what you need. And so, you know, even with my boyfriend, sometimes I'm like, hey, stop making jokes. Just listen to me. <laughs> right. Right. Please stop giving me ideas of what to do. I don't care. I just want you to I just to want you to listen. <laughs> I don't want your so, ideas. But uh, I think that level of honesty is very important for the support system that you're going to continue to pour into as right. well as they pour into you. And then the last one was be honest with yourself and others. So... <laughs> first question was who's in your circle that has really worn out their welcome um who's a friend that constantly calls to get advice but doesn't bother to ask about you in your life i feel like i have sufficiently got written of these people i I was about to say i don't think i have any of those people left (laughs) i i definitely have had some in the past i don't think i have any of those people left though yeah but I, feel I do. Like I have officially got rid of that. <laughs> I also can acknowledge, though, with me being me, that a lot of my friends, especially people who know me pretty well, know they're going to ask me, and I'm going to say everything is fine, even when it's not. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, my friends do a pretty good job of asking about me, though. I don't think I have anybody left in my life like that, but I definitely have had some in the past. Like, damn, can we talk about me when my turn? Yeah. <laughs> and I think. I- Maybe on the perimeter, I have friends like that. That's like my fun hangout friends. But that's yeah, really yeah, 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 yeah. My everyday friends. Not anybody I go to for a shoulder. Right. I'm yeah. not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we have hopefully given you all the tools to get, make sure that, you know, you are using your support system to your best ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you decide that these aren't the right people for you go out and create some new friends and one thing that i feel like doyen did not say that one of the articles pointed out was that your group chat does not replace proper therapy how (laughs) what is that face I skip that. <laughs> Your group chat does not replace proper therapy. Doyen, fix your face. <laughs> however, however, it is a great source of support. It is a great source. Of, it's a great resource. Um, I cannot say this enough times. As much as I work and live in a world that revolves around therapy did not feel comfortable with seeking therapy out for myself until a good sister friend and one of my group chats two good sister friends in the same group chat 
talked about their own therapy. And then I was like, you know what? If they did it, I can do it too. So that's the power of the group chat. Why are you <laughs> You changed your face, but the sentiment behind the face is the same. <laughs> all I'm saying. Still not a fan, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> But yeah, I'm thankful for the group chat. And I think what I think what works for me is having several different group chats that I can go mm-hmm. to for different things. Oh yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes I go to different group chats for the same thing just to see what different people are gonna say. Right. And the same <laughs> message three times. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're gonna move along to the favorite part of the pod, the buy you a drink. Um, so I actually saw this article right before we started recording. And so I just wanted to send out my prayers for Supercent. Um, I think maybe, well, when she had her daughter, she had kidney failure. And so now she's dealing with severe memory loss. And, um, I know we talk about like mortality, um, with pregnancies, especially for black women, but I read somewhere where like basically pregnancy is like literally like a litmus test for who you, you know, your health as a woman and as a black woman. And that's why a lot of us, like we have these serious issues, especially with our hearts and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So right now they said she's suffering from severe memory loss. So I wanted to say a prayer for her and, um, her family and friends while, you know, they go through this ordeal. We just pray for um, strong recovery. Yeah. I did not know that, but that makes a lot of sense now with mm-hmm. the way that her friends have been. I knew that she's been sick, mm-hmm. but her friends have been like overly protective of her. And that makes mm-hmm. sense. And yeah. I would want my friends to do the same for me. Like if something like that, like. It, they've been very like yeah there have been reports in different blogs about like her friends getting into it with fans because they've been keeping mm-hmm. people away from her and mm-hmm. i appreciate that and that makes sense so we yeah. I, I too you know we we definitely from the show offer her up a prayer and and just our our deepest yeah um so on a happy end <laughs> for my drinks, I wanted to buy drinks for um, the people in my life that won't let me listen to the same five songs in life. Becca <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, will let you know, like when we were roommates, I only listened to like Unfaithful with Rihanna. <laughs> when she was about to throw me out of the room. Are you going <laughs> through it? <laughs> It wasn't even that. I just like the song. And I don't really <laughs> feel the strong need for variety in the music in my life. Oh, my and God. And so every once in a while, people will, like, drop some new music in my life. So um, <laughs> thanks, you say, guys. <laughs> even in the short time that we've been, like, really close, I've seen you blossom as a music person. <laughs> like, I really have. <laughs> It just is so random because people will be like, listen to this. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, listen to this. Like, no. And then eventually I'll listen to it. I'm like, oh, that's kind of dope. Like, my coworker, um, 
literally I was in the car with him. He's like, you go listen to Anderson Pack. <laughs> and that's how I started listening to Anderson <laughs> Pack. <laughs> so people need to learn like the methods of forcing music <laughs> on me. <laughs> Well, uh, is that all? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to do the same. I'm going to start with a prayer. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try not to cry because I've been drinking. <laughs> Listen, it's it's the week before. I will cry with you if you cry. <laughs> I, am, I am currently on, <laughs> which is my drink. But let me get to my prayer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wanted to send um, a prayer up for the family of um, Richard Shaw. I had to pull up to get his real name. Richard Shaw, a.k.a. Bushwick Beal from the Ghetto Boys, who passed, I think he passed away this morning. So there's a lot of conflicting reports it started out mm-hmm. yesterday as he had passed away yesterday. Then his son came out and said, no, he's still alive, but he's it's critical and he's fighting. And then there was another report that said he died. So the official report today is that he passed away this morning. And um, Ghetto Boys was such a huge part of my growing up i listen i am in no shape form or fashion a hip-hop head but if you let me tell it uh ghetto boys along with ugk but ghetto boys was a huge part of putting the south on the map when it comes to rap and hip-hop um you know, it was at a time when New York ruled everything. To to us, you know, we were, of course, with, you know, MJG and UGK and Ghetto Boys and Scott and all of them because we were in the South. But on a national scale, New York was running things. And I feel like the Ghetto Boys came out and my mind is playing tricks on me. It's still one of my favorite songs. And... I am not going to cry, but his verse is still one of my favorite verses. It's still one of my favorites. So I'm positive. (laughs) I'm going to laugh so that it doesn't happen. (laughs) And I remember being on the bus and like we would all like take turns rapping uh, Bushwick Bill's part. And it's the perfect Halloween song. (laughs) And anyway, it's just a, it's just a, uh, I don't I don't know the word. It's just a sad day for someone who was definitely a uh pioneer in hip hop. So and the, the South like run shit now. I don't care what nobody to say. The South runs shit now when it comes to hip hop. And he was such a huge part of a group that was such a huge part of doing that. So I do want to offer up prayers to Bushwick Bill's family. And now for my drinks. I want to buy a drink for all women, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Because this shit sucks. (laughs) And all I'm saying is, if men had periods, okay? They would have found a way to get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) At the very least, we would have paid paid leave off, okay? At least that first couple days. We would not have to pay 
for our sanitary products. They would be part of insurance. And yeah, and there would be definitely more. <laughs> there would be definitely more things out there to help us deal with things like, you know, hormones that make us cry about things. <laughs> so last Friday, my boyfriend was like, Oh, I'm not feeling good. I have a sore throat and a headache. And I was oh, like, Oh shit. <laughs> I also have a sore throat and a headache. And I was just like, it's another day of life and I can't move. Okay. And you know what else happens? I <laughs> shed blood once a month. I literally bleed from my body. It's I cramp. Like women, we just like we have so many like ailments and we just don't even process them anymore like i don't really know a day of not having a sinus headache like that's just part of my life. <laughs> I, ooh, you know what i found a benadryl that has been helping with that <laughs> like, i wish to wake up <laughs> and it's not and it doesn't make me feel groggy the next day but it's called i have to i have to look at the box and tell you for sure but it's like benadryl it's not, I think Benadryl does make a sinus. It's not sinus. It's like Benadryl allergy and congestion or something like that. I don't know, but it's really been helping me with this stuffy nose of mine. You can't tell right now, but I mean, it has been. I don't know. Like, I think I was far more allergic to Mississippi than Texas. So I just, at this point, it's just like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, a, a lot of people like who have children who have really bad allergies and stuff, like they'll move to yeah. Texas because it's better. But it's funny because Texas people are like, oh, my allergies. I'm like, you don't know that. You don't I know was, allergies. <laughs> and pine trees are like every other tree in Mississippi. You'll be fine. <laughs> Listen, I did not know because I always thought, oh, it's so humid in Mississippi. Because to me, like when I would visit my relatives in Texas, like in Houston, it didn't feel as humid. So I'm like, you know, oh, Mississippi is so humid. And then when I moved to Baton Rouge, it was like, bitch, I can't breathe. <laughs> it, was, it was so thick. It's like it's cutting my breath off. See, I, for the most part, unless if it's about to rain, Dallas isn't that humid. Yeah. So now I go to like Pasadena down under Houston, and I'm like, it's like breathing through a wet blanket. Right. <laughs> but anyways, that was anyways. all of our ailments for the week. <laughs> we um, thank y'all once again for putting up with us. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Poor Life Decision. You made um, it. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, the social medias are lit. <laughs> telling you. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We are Poor Life Decision. One decision because we're changing them one at a time. One at and a then time. We're on Twitter where Chris tweets about all the shows that people actually watch. <laughs> <laughs> at PLD Pod, and I tweet about like the good fight and another ring. So, <laughs> nobody watches. But Ooh, okay. <laughs> did you hear that the good place is ending? Yeah, and honestly, like I don't, I didn't see where else that storyline would go. You know, okay. After the first season, <laughs> I just want to say that even though I expressed a lot of excitement for Handmaid's Tale, I really hope this is the last season. It's yeah, even that one's weird because again, this 
the story ended in the first season. So they are shit up. They are way <laughs> off of like second season. They were off book, but they were still kind of. Oh, never mind. You don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I was going to say it's kind of like season five of Game of Thrones where they were still like it was off book, but they were still kind of like covering book stuff. So like season two was kind of like, you know, some stuff, some stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I hope it's over this season because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Anyways, um, so um, hit us up if you ever have any questions or you just want to share a poor life decision we do have a super special official podcast email yes maybe not hello (laughs) uh say hi at (laughs) poorlifedecision.com say hi at poorlifedecision.com poor is p-o-u-r and doya tell them about our merch um, so we do have a shop at Etsy. We just got a new shirt that says Big Drink Energy. Bam, bam, bam. Um, because that's that's all we have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also buy a super cool mug where you can put your wine and maybe sometimes coffee, but usually just wine. Yeah. And <laughs> I did drink tea. I drank peppermint tea out of mine last night, and I was like, mm. I like liquor better in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just seems like the type of mug for that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, make sure you uh, check us out. Check us out at all the socials. Slide in our DMs. Talk to us. We talk back. Make sure you go to iTunes and rate us. Leave a review. Listen, I read every single one of your reviews, and, and they warm every single. One. <laughs> <laughs> they warm my heart. <laughs> They warm my heart. They really do. So, like, please do that because nice that I'm feeling like a lack of self confidence. I, I really do. Like, that's in the. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, it means a lot to me if I do it because the number one thing I do when I'm lacking self confidence is pull out my baby book and read all the nice things my mom wrote up. <laughs> and now I've started going to iTunes and reading all the nice things you guys say about us. So, like, please rate and review. Tell your sister. Tell your cousin. Tell that bitch you don't like. Tell everybody. <laughs> Check out poor life decision. We for everybody. <laughs> um. So, call your dad because this week is Father's Day. Yes. Damn. Um, Wait, is this Sunday? Sunday. <laughs> it's not this Sunday. It is Sunday. Damn. I don't even have a dad anymore. <laughs> I know. Aww, don't cry again. Damn. I I set up a Gmail block for Father's Day stuff, so I'm fine. Um, um, drink some water. Um, yeah. maybe drink some McBride Sisters wine. Also, yeah. um, you know, do some calisthenics. Do like five push-ups. Not too much, but meditate. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> And right, listen bye, to yeah. Poor Life Decision. <laughs> bye. We love y'all. <laughs> this year, Halloween fell on a weekend. Me and Ghetto was a trick or treating. Robbing little kids for bags. Till an old man got behind our ass. 
so we speeded up the pace. Took a look back, and he was right before our face. He'd be in for a squabble, no doubt. So I swung and hit the nigga in his mouth. He was going down, we figured. But this wasn't no ordinary nigga. He stood about six or seven feet. Now that's the nigga I be seeing in my sleep. So we triple teamed on him. Dropping them motherfucking bees on him. The more I swung, the more blood flew. Then he disappeared, and my boys disappeared too. Then I felt just like a fiend. It wasn't even close to Halloween. It was dark as fuck on the streets. My hands were all bloody from punching on the concrete. God damn, homie. My mind is playing tricks on me.